Hey guys, and welcome to episode 36 of Grace in Progress. My name is Brianna Leach. I'm a wife, a mom of three, and a licensed counselor who loves Chick-fil-A and Arnold Palmer's. And I firmly believe that if you woke up this morning, then you have a purpose. This podcast was created to give you a safe space to learn more about yourself, take small steps to become the person you were created to be, and give yourself lots of grace along the way. If you've been listening for a while, thank you. I am so glad you're back again. And if this is your first episode to listen to, welcome. So glad you're taking time out of your day to invest in yourself. For today's episode, I wanted to dive into the topic of so-called strong-willed children. And this is something that I've spoken about with the groups. I've worked in the homes of children who might be labeled as this. And I know I'm not the first person to say this, but I absolutely can't stand the term strong-willed children. So that's why I put it in quotation marks because I don't use that term. I know there was a book written about it. I know it's popular to say that you have a strong-willed child, to say that you are a strong-willed person, but I'm not a fan of that term at all. I'm laying that out there right out the gate, just so that you know when I use the term strong-willed child, I'm basically using it because that's what's been used in culture. And even if I don't like it, unfortunately, it's out there, it's well known, I would probably use the term spirited or not even that. Your child's your child. There's nothing that makes him or her just like another child. So all of my children have spirits. All of my children have strong wills at one point or another. If I'm calling one a strong-willed child, does that make the other ones weak-willed? That doesn't make sense to me. So I'm not a fan of labels. As a counselor, I understand there's a time and place for proper diagnoses, but that's for billing purposes. That's not for identifying a child. Maybe you're someone listening right now and you were labeled as a strong-willed child. You were told you were difficult man, we just couldn't quite get a hold of you or whatever label that is popping into your head right now. And I am so sorry that you've carried that into adulthood. I know it's real. I've worked with people who have. I know people who have. And that's part of the reason I don't love that term. I also titled this episode Working with Strong-Willed Children because dealing with or surviving or managing, all of those words just make this child already sound like so much work. Maybe you're a parent, maybe you're a teacher or a caregiver, or just the family member of a child who has been labeled as this. To go into a situation with another human being thinking that you already are on a uphill battle, what does that say for the situation? Does that seem like you're going to go in without a bias? In part one of this series, very brief series, but I want to first dive into what you as the caregiver, as the parent, as the teacher bring to the environment of working with this child. So much of how we view others and ourselves begins with expectations and self-talk. This is universal for any situation, no matter who you are, how educated you are, what age you are, what you tell yourself before or during a situation And the expectations you put on it beforehand really shape the lens through which you see it. 
So I have some questions I want you to ask yourself before you even start to say, okay, I'm working with what I would call a strong-willed child. And before you jump into the practical tips of what to do to build a stronger relationship with this child or work in a more peaceful situation, because here's the deal. I get it. You probably listened to this episode or looked at the title and thought, sweet, this counselor is going to give me a way to deal with this child who I just can't quite figure out. (laughs) And spoiler alert, I'm not going to totally give you a way to do it, but I'm going to equip you with maybe the right attitude or perspective to help you understand and work with this child a bit more. So the first question is, what am I telling myself? This is you asking yourself, what am I telling myself before I work with this child, as I'm working with this child, as I'm seeing behaviors that I don't quite understand? Is your default to just say, oh, here she goes again, strong-willed child, boom, that's it. To me, that's a cop-out. And I don't mean to be harsh, but if you label someone just to have like a cheat code to go to the end of the game, (laughs) you're not doing the work. Any relationship worth having takes work. And especially in a parenting or a caregiving or a teaching situation, this child who's presenting a challenging situation needs your love, your care, your patience, and not just a label and move forward. What are you telling yourself? If you're telling yourself, I'm glad I have a strong-willed child. If you're telling yourself, that's a badge of honor and I'm going to just show it. And I would be curious why you'd be proud of that. Or maybe it's because you see certain attributes in your child that remind you of yourself or someone that you were as a child. And I think that's fantastic. But instead of labeling it as strong-willed child, dive deeper. I think the hardest part about parenting and caregiving is you really have to be an investigator of who this child is. You have to put in the time. You have to put in the work. The quote, you know, children spell love, T-I-M-E. That's what is needed in order to really know this child more other than a label. What are you telling yourself? When this child starts to act out or be defiant, are you saying, here we go again. Here's that strong-willed child. When in reality, they're just communicating. At any age, defiance is negative communication. When we don't feel heard at any age, we tend to fight back. And that's what this child is doing. So again, not going into the behavior yet. We're just starting with your mindset. What am I telling myself? And then the second part is, what am I telling other people? When you describe this child, whoever you're picturing right now, as the focus of this episode's content. This is your quote-unquote strong-willed child. Again, don't like that, but this is your blank. First, I would encourage you to fill in that blank with the child's name or something positive that you see in this child. So when you are talking to others, are you using the terms difficult, challenging, no idea what to do with this child, strong-willed, defiant, just plain hard. While that might be true, and there's a time and place for that, if that's more of what you're saying to others about this child than the positive attributes, again, all of this is playing into your expectations of this child, 
your perspective, and your lens. So what are you saying to yourself? What are you saying to others? And the third question is, what are you saying to the child? Are you telling this child you're difficult? You're hard to work with. You're strong-willed. You're strong-willed. If you're planting those seeds right now, it will become a part of their self-talk. I don't even need to do the research for that because it's done over and over and over for me that the words we speak into our children at a young age become their self-talk. And even if you've done it in the past or you're doing it right now, it's not too late to stop it and reverse that. In the Bible, Proverbs 18.21 says, Life and death are in the power of the tongue. When my kids learned it in children's church, they put it, words can cut like a knife or bring healing. Before we go into any kind of practical tips on working with children who might be more defiant than others or who might be more challenging than others, what I want you to do is to look at your perspective, to look at the words that you're saying to yourself, to others, and to this child. Are you cutting like a knife or are you bringing healing? Again, I am not downplaying the exhaustion and the difficulty of parenting or caregiving for all children, let alone ones that push back a little bit more. But I am challenging you to recognize the role that you play in this relationship. I talked about it in the episode on parenting during a crisis, but How are you feeling? How are you taking care of yourself before you start to label a child who may just want to be communicating with you, who may just want more love in the way of time with you? When you fly on a plane, they give you the safety spiel and they always tell parents, don't put the oxygen mask on the child first. Put it on yourself so that you're able to help the child. There's a reason for that. You need the oxygen mask first. You need to take care of yourself. You need to be in a good place to be able to respond to a child with patience and love. And if you're hearing this and it's upsetting you, then maybe you've done what I've done. I've done it myself. In the moments where I can't quite figure out my kids, it's easy to just want to say, oh, they're just strong-willed, can't figure it out. But that child was given to you for a reason. God does not make mistakes And God assigned that child to you, to your family, however he or she got to you. And we will talk more next week about strengthening that relationship with a child who you're just not on the same page with, or you are constantly butting heads with. That relationship can grow, can be strong and enjoyable. And I certainly hope that is the outcome of all of this. That's all for this episode. I would love to hear your feedback. If you agree with me, I'd love to hear it. If you disagree with me, I would love to hear it as well. On this show, of course, it's my thoughts, opinions, research, and experience. But the goal is just to help you look inward, grow personally, and impact those around you. As always, you've got this, and I'm cheering you on. Have a great week.